To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Warmers podcast, episode 122. The Opinionated Bench Warmers are back to do what we discuss best in that sport. Your boy back for week three, wrap up, and week four, uh, prep, right, for fantasy, as well as your favorite team. I don't know about y'all. I'm not feeling too good about my New Orleans Saints so far after three weeks. It's been a sad three weeks. Uh, Hadn't been looking too good, but we'll get into that in a moment. How my brother's doing today? Good, man. Ready to record, man. Ready to get back after it. I think we have a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to this fantasy world and all these upsets in the NFL. And, you know, I would have never picked the Colts to win this week. That's crazy. But that's another subject another time. In fact, none of us did. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> nice segue right there in talking about my Colts. Uh, definitely I was a little surprised as well. But, man – you know, ready to get it going, ready to get recording. I noticed it seemed like you were a little low-key talking about your Saints, Rob. So uh, I know that there may be a little frustration that you got to kind of air out to the listeners, but I'm not going to hold it. I'm not going to stop it. I'm ready at this point. Let's go ahead and get it rolling, man. If somebody would have rolled up on me before the kickoff and told me that the Philadelphia Eagles will be the only undefeated team in NFL after three games. I probably would have laughed in their face. Well, well, they, they're not exactly the only undefeated team. Who else undefeated? You forget the Miami Dolphins, bro. Oh, they don't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just making up your own rules, huh? <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, either one. Both of those are some some surprise teams. I don't think I thought the Dolphins would be undefeated. No, and I think that the Eagles would be undefeated right now. But starting with the Eagles, I think you can't go any further than Jalen Hurts in his play. Uh, he's been playing phenomenal so far in the first three weeks of the season. Um, it seems like he's developing pretty well. Um, what do y'all think about the Eagles, man? You think they for real? I think they're real deal. I mean, you look at how they're winning and their defense playing really well and what they did to the Minnesota Vikings last week as well, you know, when they just shut down a team that was coming off a of week one that looked explosive and unstoppable. I mean, I think they're real, you know, and I think they have the right pieces to go to compete in a wide open NFC right now. Yeah, I agree. Same thing. As you mentioned, the way that defense is playing and Jalen Hurts has all of the weapons at his disposal. You know, we know what A.J. Brown has done for that roster and basically giving them that true, like, prototype for a wide receiver one. And it's really unlocking things now for Devontae Smith because he's seeing 
you know, number two corners week in and week out. So the weapons are there from an offensive standpoint. Run game is always going to be stable. They're deep, you know, on the offensive and defensive lines may have, you know, the best collection of talent in the trenches. So honestly, they look for real. And with Jalen Hurts playing at the level that he's playing, you know, if he keeps staying on this, this tear right there, they can go as, as far as anybody, honestly. Yeah, he's a threat on the ground as well through the air. Uh, he's always been that way since his days in Bama and uh, that phenomenal he had in Oklahoma. Uh, the Eagles are looking good. I think that any great team in the NFL has one thing in common, and they have a good quarterback. And I think the Eagles got a good one in him. I actually work with an Eagles fan, and for some reason he's not a Jalen Hurts believer. And I, I'm like, man, Jalen Hurts is playing phenomenal right now, and I'm not even an Eagles fan. I can't stand the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts is, is really playing well. Um, but kind of flipping on, we're going to talk about their division mate, the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys have won two games straight since uh, Dak Prescott broke his thumb, right? Um, well, he, they won the game there that he broke his thumb in due to Cooper Rush coming in. And then uh, last night, Cooper Rush didn't look bad last night. Um, he was able to target his guy. Uh, he was able to target his guy, C.D. Lamb, a few times. And then Noah Brown, wherever he came from, the Cowboys are just able to find this underneath talent um, in Noah Brown. And, you know, they're looking good. I mean, Zeke and Pollard, which I thought that the Cowboys should have done, was we should see more Pollard, and we're seeing more of that, more of a tandem there. But Zeke is still being effective as well. Um, I think the Cowboys are a good team, and nobody wants to talk about it. Uh, I don't – you know, they – really shoot themselves in the foot when it comes down to the postseason. But as far as their makeup and the talent on their team, the depth that they have, if that comes back, they should be good. And Cooper Rush has proven that he could be that guy that can manage them until he gets back. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree with you there. And honestly, they're saying it's looking like week five may be a potential return for Dak. So you're looking at probably no later than week six or week seven, Dak being back in the fold. Obviously, you get a chance for Michael Gallup to come back uh, soon. I know that things uh, have trended in the right direction there. It's seeming like, you know, Dalton Schultz will be healed up uh, probably about next week or so. So, honestly, their team that they were a playoff team last year, we're seeing really, you know, some of the same things, similar things. Michael Parsons is still playing at a high level on the defensive side of the ball. So, as you mentioned, you know, Cooper Rupp, it, Cooper Rush is really steering the ship and and help holding everything together right now. And once that comes back in the fold, you know, you'll see this as a team that will contend for the playoffs once again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I think they have, like you mentioned, they're all the right pieces, right? And, again, we were going full panic mode two weeks ago when this injury happened, right? Everybody was like, oh, they should probably trade for Garoppolo at the time. They should probably make some type of deal. But, like, let's give our – take our hats off to Cooper Rush and him keeping the ship steady and him doing what he needs to do to make this offense still move and still look serviceable. Cause I know a lot of times a backup comes in and it looks just completely all the we, you know, we worried for a little while, even fantasy wise, what's going to happen to these receivers? What's going to happen to CD lamb? You know, or is this team still going to be productive? Are they still going to score touchdowns? And they still been doing that. And um, again, that's, he's again, three and zero as a starter. So maybe it's time to open some eyes up to uh, Cooper Rush to that back and things look shaky we might have a little controversy on our hands i don't know that's probably uh -oh. far ahead 
But like that's something I, to I, think about. I will say that. I will say that, Los. I do agree. And I was thinking this uh the other night when I was watching him play. I was like, man, he just has such a command of the offense that Dak doesn't have. It seems like Dak from series to series, from down to down, is constantly playing hero ball or trying to force something to happen. But with Cooper Rush, it's like he the, the offense really just is a little more fluent when he's out there. I don't know if I'm tripping or what you guys think. I'll add to that. I mean, you look at that week one game against the Bucs, right? That offense looked terrible. Like, again, yeah. the Bucs is not a bad team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but they really could good. not move the team, the ball at all. They just looked all out of sorts. And this is supposed to be the first game. Everybody's supposed to be fresh, ready to go. Again, it was a one-game sample. And then you have Cooper Rush that come in that week two. And, they, okay, all right, you beat the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? You really – Nobody really picked the Bengals or the Cowboys to win that game, right? I know I did. And I was like, okay, Bengals going to shake back this week and beat them. They ended up beating the Bengals. And then this last game, again, they're beating good opponents. These are not – again, you beat a 2-0 and Giants team that's been playing well defensively, offensively, have been looking better. So, like, again, he's beaten two good teams. These aren't just like your cakewalk teams. It's not like he played – had an easy schedule like the Jags or Houston Colts. You know, but again, these hey, beating two out. good teams. Hey, chill out. Chill now, out. now, now, we will say this. Now, you know, we do know that when backups come in, that the the offense is in some cases dumbed down. Um, they're responsible for a little, a couple less reads than Dak would be responsible for. But I think it is interesting to point out that he does look better, and offense does ironically look better when Cooper rushes out there. No, I, I agree with y'all's, you know, the way y'all broke it down and everything. I will say just to, you know, be on the other side of things, I do think that the Bucks defense is still definitely the best defense that they face by far. So oh, that's just looking at the other side of things. But I do agree with the way that the offense has flown under, you know, Cooper Rush. And he's shown it, you know, prior to even this season. So he may be a guy, too, that may be on team's radar. Uh, as we go, uh, as the season progresses or, you know, honestly, maybe leading into the offseason, you might not continue to be a backup going forward, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we would be doing ourselves a disservice to give credit if we didn't give credit to the defensive side of the ball with Michael Parsons, uh, Trayvon Diggs and those. Um, They was was able to get to Daniel Jones almost every other play, and uh, they made that offensive line look silly. Uh, I've been watching the Cowboys for a couple weeks now, and they did that against the Bucks. They did it against the Bengals. Now, that's not saying much with the Bengals because they don't have much of offensive line. Uh, unfortunately, they don't believe in protecting my boy, Joey B. But, I mean, their defense is 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 legitimate unit, and they'll be in most games because of their defense. But we're not about to make this a Cowboys podcast, but I know the Cowboys fans probably appreciated that segment. But again, if you were to tell me that the Las Vegas Raiders would be winless through three games, again, I would have laughed in your face. It's no way I would have believed that they would not have won a game yet with the addition of uh, Javante Adams. Like, Javante Adams, I wouldn't have believed it. In addition to the talent that they already had, Darren Waller and those guys. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, man. Honestly, all the buzz this this offseason was really about that whole division. You know, everybody was looking at the AFC West and saying, man, this is probably going to be the, the toughest division. This going to be a division that's probably going to be beating up on everybody else. And like you said, man, just, just from what they had already offensively 
and you add in, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the game. You have, like you said, Darren Waller that's there. You have, even though he's a little banged up right now, Hunter Renfro. Um, and then everything that you have on the defensive side of the ball as well, man. And so they were definitely a team that people were looking at and saying, hey, this is going to be a playoff team. You know, people were looking at really that entire division and their team that honestly did make the playoffs last year. And people were expecting too. you know, Derek Carr to take another step forward uh, with the weapons that he has at this point. And honestly, they they've just been disappointing, especially on to me on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they really have not performed well to me in any of the games defensively. And so I think that ultimately that's where the biggest issue lies for that team specifically right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, again, it, it almost kind of feels like the Lakers situation with bringing in Russ, right? When we thought that this big superstar coming into an already good, decent team, that is going to work. It's just going to work. The pieces are going to work. So I think it's just going to take some time to mesh. I think they're still competing for a playoff spot at the end of the year. I think they're somewhere around that, you know, eight and eight, or I'm sorry, eight and nine now, right? Or nine and eight. You know, I think they're going to be somewhere around 500. They're going to have to figure it out. In there. Right now, they're just taking their bumps and bruises. You know, again, figuring out the Florida offense. Hunter Renfo is a big piece that missed last week that could have helped them out. Um, you know, and then again, i seen something crazy where Devontae Adams had like 17 targets a game or something like that. What, you know, like I know he wants to get him involved, their car and all that stuff, but almost to a fault, you get them too involved where other people aren't touching the ball and, you know, the defense know where the ball is going and, you know, you makes you almost predictable in a way, you know, and I think Derek Carr was good when he was just spreading the ball out last year and, you know, hitting Hunter, hitting Hunter Renfro and, you know, in the slot position. I think that's a player they need to get more involved going forward. Yeah. I mean, I think they had a shake out of the funk. I mean, it's all new here, but, you know, we'll see. It's just shocking to see a team like that, you know, not be not perform to what their expectations were. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. No, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, honestly, you know, you probably can even as well just look at that kind of division as a whole and they've been a little underachieving as a division honestly like I would yeah. venture to say that the Chargers haven't been what we thought they were going to be uh yeah, yeah. and yeah. Then they lost a big piece on that offensive line so yeah know, that's even, so even worse and then we you know to, uh, we talking about code division man we got to talk about we can't tell we can't go without talking about the Jaguars man I know you know I two and one man yeah in three games yeah no they they look uh it, it's hard for me to just say right now that they look for real, but they kind of look for real. <laughs> they man. do look for real. Like, and then the, <laughs> the way culture they, shifted over there. Yeah, man. Like, of course, they came and smacked us uh, in week two, you know, 24 nothing, like absolutely destroyed us. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I just got to be honest <laughs> with it. Like, Most cracking up over right. here. <laughs> but the, the thing is, man, we always struggle. Bro, not a point. Up. Not one point, bro. Hey, not man. even a field goal, bro. You know safety. how you know how I <laughs> broke it down to you, bro. You you know how we already talked about this, and I gave you the breakdown of the squad, man, and told you if we don't have Michael Pittman on the field, like we stuck because all they got to do right there is just stack the box because we don't have those wide receivers or really any uh, other big time options. So Paris but, Campbell, can we call it now? He's a bust, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh he's, my he's gosh, bro. Like, why yeah. in the I'm scooping him up thinking, oh my God, this is his week. <laughs> this is his week to do it. This is his week. I mean, if any, I, bro, I think I don't even know if he had a catch that game. I'm like, what are you doing out there? How are you playing over 70 percent of the snaps? Just getting some exercise out there. <laughs> like, what are you good cardio? Oh hey, hey, he's not living up to the Ohio State monkey year of great wide receivers. Speaking of great Ohio State wide receivers, Chris Olave. <laughs> Yeah, Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Chris Olave is really, you know, taking off, man. He had, Garrett Wilson. He had the most uh, – I know he didn't have the most, but he had, I think, at least the top five reception yards as a rookie receiver in the game. Um, he's looking He's looking for real, man. No, I think he's looking like a steal. I mean, if James Winston's keep target, peppering him with targets like that, you know, Good gosh, 16 back-to-back weeks with 16 targets. I'm like, I love it. Yeah, like, wow. <laughs> as as me trading for for a pick, I traded with Jefferson, and I ended up getting a pick in return, and it turned into Chris Olave. So I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with my decision so far. You know that he's gonna be this <laughs> fantasy relevant. Let's talk about that real quick. You know, I think that's you brought up a good topic. What right now, right? If you can name your top. Three or four. Let's say four. Let's not even do five. Your top four rookie receivers right now through three weeks. Because we got some good names out yeah. there. And I'll just throw some out right now. Yeah. You got London. Garrett Wilson. Drake London. You got Drake, Drake London, London, right? Yeah. You got yeah. Dotson. You got Chris yeah. Olave. You know, you got some dogs out there Bro, right you now. just named the top four right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go then. <laughs> because, again – it's a talented wide receiver class. It's a talented wide receiver class, man. Yeah. Like so far through three weeks, they've been showing up and producing. And I'm I'm good. I'm happy to see it. Because I, yeah. I had two picks in my dynasty league, and I was like, bro, please don't be busting. Yeah. You know, Christian Watson right now. And but even Dobbs, you know, yeah. nobody really talking about Dobbs. And yeah. he yeah. and then then the thing about it, you seeing it in Spurs, even with a guy like Traylon Burks, you know, you see yep. it in Spurs, you see him. From time to time, what Pickens can be, like, you know, yep. especially in that oh, catch. Oh, yeah, with his catch. Yeah, yeah you yep. seeing what Pickens can be, uh, but you already let it off with the guys, with the top four guys. Like, that's who's been the most impressive throughout the first uh, three weeks of the season, no doubt. And you and you got a Jameson Williams, Williams who's just sitting, waiting, and he was arguably the probably the best receiver in this class if he didn't get hurt, like, oh, yeah. easily. You know what He'd I mean? He's the number one receiver off the board, no doubt. But it, so, it, it, I, this class is crazy. But it, it's really kind of it's starting to kind of be a trend that you see in almost every year now where these young receivers really are being able to eat earlier in their careers than what they used to. You know, like you have your guys like your Jamar Chases and your Justin Jeffersons that do things that, you know, are historic. But even last year, you look at a guy like Devontae Smith. He was basically a thousand yard receiver last year. Um, you know, you look at uh, guys that basically they're just coming straight into the league now and being pretty much pro ready from, from day one. So it's yeah, I remember Chase last year, people was giving him crap. And it was like, oh, what's the what's the hardest transition or whatever to the NFL? He was like, it's not hard at all. The transition hasn't been hard at all. And like everybody was like, oh, you know, but like, again, look at this guy. You know, it hasn't been hard. You know, you play in the SEC. Who's like the men in NFL, you know, each day you playing or each game you playing against NFL talent, these guys are coming into the league pro ready, and I love it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They're getting these boys ready. So a little just small sidebar here, getting sidetracked just a little bit. But who is wide receiver you? We got to choose between LSU and Ohio State. Wide receiver L- you? LSU. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, I, I have okay. to right now. While I, while I say it, not being biased, but okay, what's the who are the greatest receivers to come out of LSU? You got you Jamar, got you, you got, got a debate. You're right. You got a debate. You got a debate between Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. With Ohio State, who's the greatest? Michael Thomas. You know, and that's yeah. it. Ohio State got them guys too, though. They do. Man. Like, they do. hey, LSU, it's LSU for me because even if they had the stat that came out, um, you know, <clears throat> talking about the first 17 games of the pro career, and that was before this week because, you know, you have to do it based upon the amount of games that – or the first 19 games based upon the amount that Jamar played. And in the first 19 games of their career, LSU had the top three guys with Odell being one. I think Justin was number two, and then Jamar was three as far as receiving yardage in NFL history. So, you know, I mean, when you just look at the numbers in that way, you still can throw in a guy like Jarvis Landry that had a historic start to his career, and you still got other guys that produced, the Michael Claytons of the world, the Dwayne Bowles of the world, even a guy like uh, James Wright who didn't play a a down at receiver his senior year and came and it was actually able to play in the league. So Russell Gage, don't forget Russell Gage. Yeah. Right, you love this guy. Bro, he's yet to emerge, bro. He's bro, what are you talking about, bro? Russell Gage. Did you not see him this last week? <laughs> like, stop. Okay, what about the other guys? What about the other weeks? He's he, getting he did fine. Bro, chill, man. Chill. Don't do man, my Russell guy, Gage is okay, man. Russell started for me this week, man. Anyway. Russell started and tore it up. <laughs> so, the Miami Dolphins, we did disrespect them, and then we can move on to fans. Wait, 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 we did wait, or wait. you did? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait a minute. Well, y'all let, y'all, let the, y'all let us move on to the other teams before we mention the other undefeated team in the league. Oh, I don't try to throw us under like that. <laughs> I know. I Miami know. Dolphins, 3-0. and uh, Do you believe or do you not believe? Do you believe in Tua? I mean, and what's this with Tua? Do you believe he had a concussion or did he have a back injury? Absolutely. <laughs> he absolutely had <laughs> a concussion. <laughs> All on, these man. questions. You right. need to be yes. answered. Bro, they trying to cover it up. They ain't trying to I can't believe they lied like that. Like, Bro, it was clear as day. They need to be finding millions of dollars for insulting our intelligence. Come on, man. Right. Everybody Come saw on, that. Man. Yeah, man, you gonna get up and shaky like that, and you hit your head and like tell them it's a lower back thing. Come on, man. Come so on, believe, man. Y'all believe, y'all believe Tua then found his way? I think Tua. I think Tua is on his way. Come like last year, watching Tua and a year before, right? We was like, man, this dude don't have a chance, man. Like you watching the games, it was just like, what is going on? Now you see almost like Trevor Lawrence, like you see these glimpses of like, okay, all right, he's starting to put it together. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like he's actually becoming an NFL quarterback now. Now, again, that plays a part with finally getting weapons, right? You got that deep threat. That opens your whole offense. That changes the game for him. Tua did well at Alabama when he had the weapons. Now you see Tua getting the weapons in the NFL besides – because Waddle still ate last year. He still fed him. But now that he has another piece over there, you know, now I see – you can see him starting to put it all together. And I, I think he is getting it now. I, I'm in on him. He's and still underthrowing people. Yeah. but His I, arm I, strength I, is his arm strength, you know. Right. I think the thing we got to look at too, man, I think he had to get a little further removed from the injury issues that he had. 
man, that was like a major injury situation and surgery that he had to have uh, his last year at Alabama. And so it takes you a little bit of time to even shake back in that regard. So I think that that's been, it's been really the perfect storm now for him to be two years removed from that. And then also too, like Lowe said, to actually have the weapons at this point. So, I mean, you look at guys like even, uh, this is not shifting it too much, but the way that Saquon has been playing this year, now that he is removed, you know, from that injury, you know, more than a year removed from that injury. So he looked special last night. He's making his cuts. He was looking good last night. But yeah, man. So let's shift to fantasy, man. Who have you been impressed with fantasy wise? I'm going to go first. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is killing it right now, man. His contract year, and my theory was right. I said, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson in his contract year because I know he has to play well because he wants to get paid, and that man is playing well. That man is not only playing with his legs, but he's throwing. He's making good reads. He's hitting different receivers. He's looking really good through the first three weeks. I feel like if he stays healthy, he'll make a strong, strong case to be NFL's MVP, and this will be his second one if he can continue this type of play. I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys out there, but I was just talking about the quarterback play. I'll keep it there. I'll keep it right there with Hurts, man. Again, he's a guy that has been has been that's been talked about. Like, hey, can going into this year, right? They were talking about, is this going to be our guy? Through three weeks, I think there's no question. How can you not have this guy be your guy? You know what yeah. I mean? Like he has been, as far as making all the throws, being dynamic with his feet and being a threat with his feet, I just think he has been just completely special and he has command of the offense. He's shown maturity, you know, and he just, each interview, he just said, hey, we can get better. You know, we can get better. And I just love that about him and getting him A.J. Brown over there and, you know, what he's doing with Devontae Smith and, and Dallas Goddard, I think they're a dangerous team. You know, and again, he's been so fun to watch. Like, it, like I love watching them play because their offense, compared to how Russell Wilson looks with the Broncos and their offense, you know, we all seen that on primetime and, like, how boring that offense was. Looking on the other side, you're looking at the Eagles, a similar type player, and the offense just looks fun. It looks special. It just looks explosive. You know, you just never know when they're going to take off or what they're going to do to you. So, again, Jalen Hurts, easily. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. And, honestly, I think that right now, through the first three weeks, he's the MVP of the league. Uh, but but shifting a little bit, I would say for me, I'm going to go with kind of a, a tie toss-up thing. I already kind of led into it with Saquon. But I would have to give a tie between Saquon and also what Nick Chubb is doing. Because uh, Nick Chubb is a guy that's, that's typically routinely slept on. He's a guy that, to be honest, I normally avoid on my fantasy teams when I'm playing PPR. He is a guy that, you know, I don't really, mind. Yeah. <laughs> I really, right. I really rarely draft him. But honestly, just the start that he's had to this season, I think with already having, what, four or five touchdowns. I know he had the big three touchdown game in uh, week two. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just been, you know, he's been killing it so far. And people – Thought maybe with the combination of, you know, Kareem Hunt being back, would that cause him to take a little bit less of the, the share of the carries and, and all of that? And, and he's really been playing well. And then, like I said, man, you got to take your, your hat off to Saquon. You know, we heard all the talk in the offseason. People were doubting him. He said he was going to prove him wrong. He said that he was going to get back to that peak form. And honestly, man, he's been looking like the Saquon that we saw 
in 2018. You know, he's been looking like that guy that is a true running back one. And, um, you know, so I would just say for me, it's a tie between Nick Chubb and Saquon. Yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb is phenomenal. And uh, he's he's slept on because he's just all about business. He's not fancy. He doesn't have the 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 flashy haircut, uh, the the plaits that guys are wearing these days. He just, you know, he's just out there just balling, man. He got yeah. the fresh cut balling, you know. Yeah. One one more right quickly before we should. How about Clyde, man? How about the way that Clyde has been performing? Yeah, he's been playing solid, man. He's yeah. been playing solid. I I traded for him in my dynasty league. I was kind of worried about that, but uh, he's been looking pretty good so far this season. Yeah, I think he's figuring it out. But yeah, so who are one of y'all fantasy disappointments so far this year? I'll go I got on a this bunch one. of them. I go I on this one. I go. I, I got this one. I got this one. Let's go with. Let's go with my boy Rob's boy. Who am I talking about, bro? Darnell Mooney, bro. If you thank can't, you, bro. Darnell Mooney, <laughs> Darnell. No, no, don't feel a type of way about it because he, him, and the Bears have been trash, completely trash. It ain't his completely, fault, bro. They, no, I don't hear that. Spots, he, no, I don't hear that because he trash. And the whole offense trash because again, Justin that was Fields your guy. You playing trash. I know. Again, trash. Complete. The whole offense is trash, and that's been a complete disappointment. I drafted him in one one league <laughs> off the pool. I was like, my guy, like him. You know what? Let me get some shares of him. Why? He is borderline <laughs> droppable. Like I would never touch anybody on this Bears offense. Cole commit. Another guy you like, Rob. Cole commit. That was one Bro, of your favorite a Rob fans. Bashing no, 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 these are all guys that I, I was like, you know what? Let me grab these guys. But Cole commit is droppable. He should be at the bottom of the like. He shouldn't even been showing up in your your waivers as an option right now. You know now. what like, they say again? They, the whole Bears offense just trash. A wise man once said, "Hindsight is twenty twenty." We out making these predictions. I'll take my L. I was wrong, but I didn't expect Justin Fields to be this trash this year. Well, I knows I didn't. I thought Justin Fields was going to emerge. I'm like, I got Justin Fields in two leagues. I'm about to drop him in both, dog. Like, both leagues. He is not fantasy irrelevant. Two, two, last game, two interceptions, 124 yards passing. Oh, my goodness, bro. Yeah. I'm so glad. He throws the ball 17 times a game. Like, what? Like, just hand the ball off, bro, and get out the way. <laughs> yeah, man. I turned down uh Justin Fields in a in a uh, in a trade this <laughs> uh, offseason. Yeah, I'm so glad I did that. So man, glad I, got I did that. But, but I mean, one of my leagues, I took Trey Lance, and we all know what happened with that. And and then Justin Fields is my backup. So I was like, oh, I'll be straight out slide him in. He has some upside. Man, I cannot start this man. I got to drop this man. I'm about to start Jared Goff in one of my leagues. Like, But Jared Goff been playing well, though, fantasy-wise. Yes, fantasy-wise, yes. If you can – but if – what with Jared Goff and, and Los, you probably know better than anybody. If you can keep him clean, then he can be – he can he can pick, pick up part of defense. Yeah, absolutely. Like he got one of the best line, probably top two officer lines in the league. And they built that team for that reason, that way, because they know if you put any pressure on Jared Goff, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. He's not doing nothing special in the pocket. He's not doing anything that's going to like duck a pass rush or, you know, evade a pass rush and throw it down the field and do well. He do that in 
flashes. But like majority of the time, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a long day. So, again, he's been looking good with St. Brown. He's been looking good with Josh Reynolds. He's been looking good with um, Hawkinson. So, again, I, I like that offense. Like he has command and they're keeping him clean. As long as they keep that boy clean, he's a good starting quarterback in fantasy. Yeah, man, I, I think one thing that we're going to have to do, uh, with, I think it's appropriate with uh, the NBA media day coming out uh, yesterday. <laughs> we kind of shift gears here. If y'all done with NFL, don't, don't let me get in the way of y'all NFL talk. Um, but, of course, it's media day uh, yesterday. And um, I'm still not convinced that my Lakers are going to be good this year. <laughs> Like, you're not going to convince me that this Russell Westbrook-LeBron combination is going to work because we add Pat Beverly. If anything, that makes it worse. If I'm done. I'm done, guys. I don't even want to get on. I'm going to let y'all take this over because it's just aggravating that they think it's basketball fans <laughs> and we don't know what we saw <laughs> last year. I like, like, what the hell? What, what is going on? It's pretty we, much just we, like we, trying to. No, you okay, remind my bad. No, no. I was saying, man, they just they just trying to fool us. It's like trying to throw parsley on a dish or something and make you think that it's gonna taste different. <laughs> just because you sprinkled a little something on the Passing top. it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, just because you put just because you put Russell Westbrook and, and AD and, and LeBron in front of a, a white cheat taking pictures looking fly in their, in their new shoes and gear doesn't mean that they're gonna have a good season and shit. Yeah, no, I'm with you, bro. Like it's frustrating. It's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a difference. Oh, Dark and Ham me, supposed to come change things? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you look at our roster, you I almost feel like we're our roster is worse than last year. Like from a standpoint of experience, <laughs> it's, it's from a standpoint as shooting, it, and they're just like is. like seriously, like we just no, got I, a I, bunch I'm of I'm with you. I'm with you. Like defensive <laughs> players out there just ran out with LeBron and Russ. I'm like, and then like they trying to paint this picture that Pat Bev is a three and D guy. I was just about to mention. Like, like, yes, (laughs) three good and sparks, but like, yeah, like, when has he ever been like this great shooter? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? I feel like we could, I feel like we could talk about this for 30 minutes, bro. Like, I'm so, Seriously, like I, I don't. I'm gonna still watch. I'm gonna give him like ten games, but I'm gonna do a lot of Ramon next year. Like yeah, I gotta protect yeah. my piece. I'm unplugging, bro. I gotta protect my piece because ain't no way, bro. I gotta protect, bro. Ramon was sitting up there chilling. Me and Los just. I'm not. I'm pulling out the little hair that I have. Los pulling out his hair, just like, oh my god, like, come, what are they doing? We're doing this. For, 40 games into the season. What are they doing? They're going to turn it around. And mom's like, man, I've been stopped watching it, man. Yeah. That's all I needed to see after the first couple of games. That's all I needed to see. Man, I'm about to be like that this year, man. I'm giving them boys 10 I got games. You. Right. I give them I give them that many games, and then, like, they don't make no noise at the deadline, trade deadline, then I'm done. I'll catch them on TV every once in a while. Okay, I cool. can't do you know, it, I'm out at a restaurant, like, oh, the Lakers on. I didn't yeah. even know. That's how it's gonna, that's how it's gonna be. Right, man, I, I can't, can't do, do it. No Call more, me you want because I lost so much peace last year. Going to sleep. You know you're a true fan when you go to sleep 
upset what? with the Lakers. You just what? you upset like what? Why? Why do we just get beat by forty points and I watch the full game? Why? Why? Why are we winning first through the third quarter and then six minutes left in the fourth quarter just falls all apart? Like. I'm not doing it this year. I'm not doing it. I got enough to worry about with my Saints. And I know I can't believe y'all let me purposely miss that topic because I didn't want to talk about it. I'm happy y'all did. We're at the end of the podcast. <laughs> we appreciate y'all for rocking with the opinionated bench warmers, man. Make sure that you're following us on O underscore bench warmers on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Just search opinionated bench warmers where you like to listen to your podcast. We will pop up. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you leave a review. Share with a friend if you so feel inclined to. Uh, for all you 0-3 fantasy players out there, do not panic. It's still early. Still, you got time to turn it around. What y'all think? Bro, I'm pressing yeah. the panic button on my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 0-3. It's time to start making some moves, man. Man, I ain't never seen you 0-3 in the fantasy league. Yeah, bro. This one didn't call me off guard. Hey, I'm yeah. I'm straight in our OB leagues though. So I'm straight in my in the in the OB league, but the dynasty league. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're wrapping up the podcast, man. Rock with you. Good luck to all your fantasy players. Um, and we'll see you to next and until next time. We'll be back better than ever. We out here. Later. <laughs>